Hi, I'm Adam Sanford. I'm an academic life coach and professor in Los Angeles. And I'm Dinur Bloom. I'm a college professor in Los Angeles. And this is Learning Made Easier, a podcast where we discuss how we learn and how we teach and how they overlap. Welcome back to Learning Made Easier. You're listening to the COVID-19 special episodes. This podcast is about effective learning and effective teaching, and how we all have to do this with a new wrinkle provided by COVID-19, the novel coronavirus, which is sweeping the world in a pandemic the likes of which we have not seen since AIDS, polio, and the 1918 Spanish flu. As a result of COVID-19, many universities, colleges, and K-12 schools have either closed down or moved to distance learning which for most teachers means going online. In this special COVID-19 series, we will unpack some of the major issues teachers and students are facing, as well as ways to deal with these issues. Please note, we are not going to pull punches here. We're going to be direct and blunt about what can be done and what cannot be done. We're not going to be able to tell you how to keep things just the way they used to be. That's not possible. So with that in mind, let's move forward this is our 17th episode in the series, Creating Rapport in Online Classes. One of the concerns Adam and I keep seeing on our online pandemic teaching groups on Facebook is, how do I build community or create rapport or create engagement with my students in an online class? Well, you probably don't, at least not the way you're used to. Sorry. Sorry, rapport in an online class doesn't look anything like it would in an in-person class. So you'll have to find other ways to connect instead of trying to recreate something that really can't be recreated. This is one of the stumbling blocks that Denor and I keep seeing faculty tripping over when they have to move their courses online. This desire to recreate in an online class exactly what they had in an in-person class. And you gotta let that desire go folks because it isn't possible. Focus instead on working with the ways an online course works. Now, one of the ways to do this is think about how you've created connection in other online venues like Facebook or Twitter, then translate that to your online class. In an in-person classroom, many people create rapport through class discussion and informal chit chat before and after class. So how can we do that online? Class discussion, create a discussion board. Icebreakers, do those in a discussion board too. If you're looking for real-time interaction, create online office hours and meeting hours for your students in video conference like Zoom, and make sure the meeting hours are optional. Not all students have the tech or the internet available to come to required synchronous real-time classes. Be available for phone calls too, if you can. Try to set up ways students can reach you in real time that aren't in person. Zoom calls, use Google phone for phone calls, create Slack chats, even text messages. You can try remind.com for that. What about group projects? Use your learning management system to set up group areas so students have an area for their groups to have conversations in a discussion board. They can exchange files and they can do work together. Encourage them to meet through phone calls or through video conferencing if they're able to. You're going to find discussion boards are core and central to interaction in online classes. Last semester, a lot of people, including me and Denor, put up a venting discussion board in our learning management systems for students to use to complain 
and vent about the COVID situation and have non-class informal interaction and stuff like that. This helps the students get some of that informal interaction that they're supposed to get in the college experience. This is one way we can kind of provide it. For the informal chit chat before and after class, put up a weekly video message for your students instead. In this video message, tell your students three things every week. What's coming up in terms of assignments and due dates, how the class seems to be doing on stuff they already turned in, and if everyone had problems with a particular assignment, go over that assignment with them. And something a little more personal, like a pep talk. We talked about group assignments, but also set up study groups for students. Let them get credit for reporting on what they did during a study group meeting. Set them up in your learning management system in the same way, give them their own discussion area, their own file exchange area, and have them meet, so to speak, through phone calls or chat or video conference. Even meeting in a shared Google Doc would work here. Like rapport, engagement doesn't come through real-time interaction when you teach online. It comes from interesting material that sparks student questions. Instead of trying to recreate the in-person classroom, which can't be done, find new ways to engage that don't involve lots of real-time interaction. For example, if you're holding a live session, and remember, always make live sessions optional, then do the QFT, the question formulation technique with a prompt to get discussion going. Our episode 63 talks about using the QFT, but we'll just review it here again. So what you do is you give the students something to look at, a quote, or an image, or a video that expresses the main idea of the lesson first. Have them write down as many questions about it as they can, about seven minutes. Then have them identify the closed and open questions in their list, pick a few of each, and rewrite the closed questions so they're open, and the open questions so they're closed. After that, have them get together in small groups, which in most video conferencing you can do by creating breakout rooms, and share what they think are their best three questions, and then have each group submit the group's best three questions in email or through a Google form to you. Bring everyone back and announce the top three questions that came out of the prompt. You'll be surprised. 90% of the time, they're the questions you would have asked anyway, but because the students came up with them, they'll be engaged and interested. Now, answer those questions as a team. And you don't even have to answer the questions in a real-time session. You could say, okay, these are the three questions for the lesson. Get out of here and go solve them. Turn them in. That's your assignment for the day or for the week or whatever. Another way to create some engagement is to set up a discussion board with questions that relate lesson content to the real world. Give the students maybe two days to respond to three of the questions. You might have 10 questions, pick three students, and then two more days to respond to two of their classmates' responses and set some parameters on both the responses to the questions and the responses to their classmates so that they're not just giving inane answers like, yeah, or I agree with no real substance. I do that and I'll share that in a forthcoming episode. It is possible to get engagement and report during online classes but it won't look like the engagement you're used to from in-person real-time classes. Essentially, think about what you feel creates community, engagement, or rapport with your students and find substitutes for those things in the online environment. Remember, you will not be able to recreate the offline environment, so don't try. Yeah, we don't want to see any of you with bald spots from pulling your hair out trying to recreate something that can't be recreated online. And yes, this means you may have to change your teaching style, maybe a little, maybe a lot, but trying to make your online class look like your in-person classes did, 
that's just a recipe for frustration. Find engagement, find rapport in ways that work online, and you'll find that your students are less frustrated and more interested. So that's what we have for you in this special episode of Learning Made Easier. Please send this to other professionals and students who may be facing these issues. The easiest link to share is probably our Patreon, patreon.com slash learningmadeeasier. If you're able to support us right now, we would really appreciate it. Please join us next time for our final COVID-19 episode, where we'll talk about how to create discussion board questions using Bloom's taxonomy as a framework. And we'll see you then. You've been listening to Learning Made Easier, a podcast about how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. We want to say thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon who make this podcast possible. If you want to support us, please go to www.patreon.com slash learningmadeeasier. We look forward to seeing you next week.